Hello, and welcome to Oral Fixation. This episode, we dive into Body Talk by Robin, which unbeknownst to your presenters at the time, was the last episode we recorded in the same room together for a while. The world has changed a lot in the last three weeks, and will probably continue to do so, but pop music and gay shit go on, therefore so do we. Body Talk was released by Robin between 2009 and 2010 in three parts, more on that later, on Konnichiwa Records. Any audio samples we use are purely for the purposes of review and critique. Now please stay inside, wash your hands, and stop touching your face. Enjoy. It stopped. Cycle four. <laughs> we we had a little chat on WhatsApp today yeah. about. Well, do you, do you um, want to make the announcement, the official announcement? No one knows that we do seasons apart from me and you. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, you reckon? Okay. Well, because you can see when you scroll through that it says like season one, season two, season three. Sure, but in my mind, I'm thinking, look, there's no gaps between our seasons. We just carry on the way we structure it. Is because we do our eight albums. Generally, we pick four each. And then we whack on a Q&A or sort of novelty app sort of mm. lol for an hour as a ninth. And we like nine because it's a nice number, isn't it? Yeah. And I like that it's... I, the reason I like nine is because it's not ten. Yeah, right. So it's kind of a bit... It's a full body of work, but it's not perfect. Unlike ten, The Greatest Hits by Grills Aloud, which is a full body of work and perfect. Yes, true. Yes. Um, so we're going for Cycle because Drew is the biggest stan of ANTM that I've will ever meet. Hold up though, I didn't suggest this. You didn't suggest it, but I do things for you. I'm generous. You I'm are... giving. I'm a giver. Yeah. I give. Mm, I... 95%. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. So look, yeah, this is Cycle 4. We're kicking off with Cycle 4. Wait, um, hold up though. We need to explain that then. The reason we chose Cycle is because it's not a season, but also because I'm the biggest ANTM stan. Yeah, and they and have their cycles. They, they don't call they? them cycles. They don't do seasons. Because there are 24 cycles of America's That's Next Model. That's um, It's not nearly enough. Okay. Um, is it still going? It's not, no. Um, I actually Googled it yesterday, like when's Cycle 25 going to be, but nothing yet. And um, you're getting on a bit, so yeah. will you make it? I mean, I don't know. Will I. After the purge. Yeah, they do go for old people. Yeah. The coronas. <laughs> <laughs> this could age very, very, badly. really. Oh, Was yeah, no, there a no corona. corona. In QA3, aka the last episode of Cycle 3. I tell you what, we did reference um, that um, I thought, oh, okay, no, that, that will be. Um, it, it, it hasn't, it hasn't, I'm editing it now and it hasn't outdated. Yeah, right. Um,. It'll come to me. But there was something that I, at the time I was like, oh, this is going to age it. But it's still going on. So it's it's actually um, not, um, it doesn't jar. Got I it. Can't, I can't remember what it was. But Okay. Well, here we are. This here is a are. special episode for us, isn't well, it? Well, this is all feeling a little hauntingly familiar. Mm, same studio. Same studio. Same mics. Different recording mechanism, but... And different boys, that. different podcasts. Different boys. Do we want to give... The tea? Have we given the tea in the we past? We haven't given the tea, Christine. Okay. So, Robin Body Talk. Body Talk by Robin. Um, I believe, was it episode two? Dull. It was episode one. You can get rooted. So, 
We did the whole episode zero thing, was which, a we've, test. which 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 we've spoken about in the past, but that was a test. That's on Patreon if you pay fifty dollars a month. Yeah, it's a it's an expensive one, but it's worth it. Yeah, um, that one's for the the diehards. Yeah, the um, shards, the shards, the trishes, the trishes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the sladies. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we did episode zero, as we called it, which was us just sort of literally playing around, seeing if we, how we sounded, if we had chemistry, spoiler alert, we did. And in that we discussed, you discussed Spice by Spice Girls, I I discussed Alanis Morissette, um, Jagged Little Pill. But then, after we heard it, and we played around a bit with editing, and we were like, oh no, I think we can actually do this. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. And so I said to Andy, it was my idea, I said... Let's do Robin because Robin's perfect. Robin is the essence of oral fixation because she's queer, um, but she's pop and she's contemporary and she's accessible, but she's also kind of a bit, bit weird. weird and underground. And she just felt to me like if you distilled what I had in my mind of what this podcast would be, then that, that would be the at the at the centre of it. And I thought it would, it would be perfect to discuss her because, as has kind of been the, the dynamic of the podcast as well, I knew a bit about her and you know literally every single thing about her from the day she was born until yesterday. Um, literally last week, I'm up to. Yeah. So I thought that that might... You listening, Robin? I'm outside your house. Konnichiwa. So, we're not konnichiwa. Oh, no, 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 konnichiwa. No, konnichiwa, yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was like, wait, hold up. But no, she does do the whole konnichiwa thing. So yeah. anyway... I thought, let's do that. And I said to you, and fair play, you said, oh, I I don't know. My sphincter clenched <laughs> up to the tightness of... He's looking around I'm the room around to the find room something. nothing tight in my room. A full stop reason, on a page. A full stop on a page. Um, but I thought, no, it'll be good because it's something that we're knowledgeable, knowledgeable on, but um, we can have fun with it. Mm. Anyway... We didn't have fun. That, we recorded it. <laughs> we did, so we recorded the entire thing. Yeah, we did a whole did. 45 minute. It's floating around on Google Drive somewhere. <laughs> episode on Robin, Body Talk. And we both listened back to it. And actually, do you know what? Good for us for having the kind of, um, the, for not just putting it out there. But we yeah. both listened to it and thought, this, I I felt that. You said you felt. I I said I felt. Yeah. Um, that it lacked the joy. It did lack joy. That we had um, conjured up in episode zero. Mm. Um, and I think it's because we were just taking it all a bit too seriously. I think I was. Uh, well, okay. And it's something that which is kind of like, I hope to God has drastically improved throughout the podcast. We'll talk off air. But we'll take this offline. But... I hate when people say, let's take this it's offline, by the fucked. way. It's awful. It's Ugh. horrid. Yeah. Henry. Anyway. Um, <laughs> when, you know I'm that obsessive, ludicrous, overthinking, overanalytical pop stan. But when it comes to someone who's in my top five, I immediately, I think as soon as you said, let's do Robin, I thought, I just won't do it justice. I just won't be able to say every single fact I know about Robin or talk about every single song she's ever done. And of course, I just need to work out that you don't need to do all of that. We're here to do a few things, but the main things are 
talk about why this album is queer, why this artist might be queer, and have a good fucking time doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, and I think we really, that was a great learning curve for us. And yes, we're, I don't know, 10 minutes into the episode and we haven't officially started, but cycle four, we are doing Body Talk by Robin over a year after we first recorded was it, it for the first episode of this podcast. Over a year. We recorded it before Christmas 20. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because we'd just come back from that boat trip thing. That random boat trip. Yeah. Is that you had to put me to bed? Or was I no, no. Uh, the one where we Ooh. went. <laughs> <laughs> the one where we went, we went with people from my work and we did this like champagne reception. Oh, that was lush. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we yeah. came back and we were probably a little bit, um, we were probably two sheets to the wind rather than three. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it didn't work. So now it's time for us to, for a do, it's time for a do over. And in, and we're going to do her over. And I'm sorry, but I think we had to go on that journey. We ha- Otherwise we wouldn't have believed each other. <laughs> <laughs> but look, doll, I'm saying to you right now, if you can do match, <laughs> you've, you've got this. Look, we've done, we've done... Um, this will be the fourth of my top five. Oh so wow! We're, 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 we're nearly gas. we're nearly completing the Quinfecta. We, we did Madge, we did Bjork, we did uh, Janet, Janet, and, we're and now to Robin. Robin. Yeah. And then the final is Kate. The final is Kate. We'll be running up that hill by the time Bush we. Not Moss or um, Windsor. Windsor, Kate. Who? <laughs> oh, she's the other one. Yeah, the other one. She's Come the main on, one. Oh, Megan can't stand Megan Trishcott. Really? We'll take, off we'll take it off. Do you know who literally yesterday hugged Meghan Markle? Who? Have you not seen the footage? No. Deep friend of the pod, Alexandra Burke. <laughs> There's like a Twitter thing where it's like, um, Meghan thanking Alexandra for bringing Elephant in the Room yes, over to the UK. Yes, and it's iconic. Yes. yes. Anyway, here we are, body talk. First thing, I'm kind of trying to remember how we framed the chat last time, but I think one of the first things that we spoke about last time, and I, what I'd like to talk about again today is the fact that this um, album by Robin is kind of this weird, cool Frankenstein of three EPs oh, or albums. Me off. I can't stand it because it's not her fault. The record label did her over. Okay, big boring fact number one. But try and bring some joy to it this I'm time. I'm gonna be joy. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna sing it. Um, I am going to tell you that Robin was at this point where, so, okay. But I think we just gotta we've gotta do the context thing. We've gotta do the context. We've got to do the context thing. thing. Robin was um Sweden's answer to Britney Spears in 1996. Nay, 1995, I believe, was when Show Me Love came out and Do You Know What It Takes? Written with um literally the biggest songwriter in the world, even to this day right now, Max Martin. But was he big then? Um he was just starting out. That was so his him first then. protégés were Robin, Britney, and the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Britney was what made him explode, but he was already I mean, she makes a lot of people explode. Mm-hmm. But Robin was his Swedish gal. Gotcha. So she was actually those songs were huge in the States. They obviously weren't Britney level, but they were enormous. And um over the course of the next five years, she pumped out a couple more albums. And you could tell now going back retrospectively, she would have been in her late teens, early twenties. She was trying to push for a sound which felt more authentically her and the record label, this huge, big, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, but it might have even been the same record label as Britney Spears were like, sorry, hun, but no, absolutely not. So they were literally trying to make her into this like Swedish Britney. Yeah, the whole time. And she was like, I can't do this. I can't. She did, what she could do is give songs to Beverly Knight. 
keep this fire burning. Stop it. It's a Robin original. Stop Absolutely. it. We didn't talk about that last time. Yeah, here we go. Redux part two. <laughs> the sequel, bitch. <laughs> so um, she then actually just takes a complete break, which I think is her mid 20s. Um, I think she disappears for about five years and then she just recoups in Stockholm and she starts <laughs> working. She got the syndrome. She got the syndrome. Um, she starts working more with like kind of edgy, weird um, Swedish music producers and songwriters. Um, you know the song's Cobra Style from the Robin album? Do you know that one? It's playing now. Anyway, Cobra that was style her first kind of like... The... No, I'm doing cowboy style. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Um, but no. So that was her kind of like mild comeback in Sweden, but she it was just kind of confined to Sweden. And then when she featured on Clear Ups with Every Heartbeat. That was the moment, honey. Wow. That yeah. was the moment. That was the moment, yeah. 2007, About eight, that. seven, eight. About that. Yeah, yeah. That was me. I was interning in London at Esquire magazine, lol. And I was mincing into work every day. And that. I feel like that um, song, with every heartbeat, is like the entree to Completely. dancing in my d- dancing on my Domo. own. S- <laughs> Do- to Domo's main. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that is that's the. But starter. at the time, at the time, it's, it's like one of those tasting menus where you think that's the main. Oh, you think that's it? <laughs> but that wasn't even that was that was not the main. That was the entree. No. And you're full, but you've got space. No. Um, what I think was really special about that was uh, she did that as a feature on another artist's song, but because that just exploded, I think that was, that was the confidence she needed to be like, I can give this another crack again. Yeah. So she then created this huge album. It's about because who's clear? Who who's clearer? Who can clearer? we clear this up? I actually think, rest in peace. I think he's not with us anymore. I think he's gone to Paris. Oh my! <laughs> what? It could be someone else. I don't know. She's okay. One of the few people who've sadly died. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Um. So I, I love that album and that was, yeah, like you've got those memories of London. I was, I think I was 17. I actually went to see her in Birmingham for this ridiculous price of like eight pounds. And I just thought, wow, you're this really fucking cool pop star. She was like, you know, we've talked about before how kind of in my teens, um, I forget about yours, but there was kind of that indie vibe. We'd listen to a lot of like indie, heady yeah. rock sort of things. Yeah. Robin was probably one of the, with along with Girls Aloud, one of those first... Um, pop stars to be like oh no you actually can like pop uh you can like pop um because it can also it can be, be incredible cool, yeah and all this kind of shit yeah which i used to think um she was my gateway drug and that album is amazing i love uh be mine be mine handle me <gasps> konnichiwa bitches from of beijing course. to saigon <laughs> um so yeah and then she just fucking disappeared she disappeared and it was like not gone well okay sorry carry she on. disappears a few times yeah but- Sorry, she, she does. This is the same girl, the same woman who was 16 and did Show Me Love, which I remember being a kid. Um, and she's now this weird, quirky, indie, what are you? But like, I don't know what you do, but you're amazing. And whatever genre you do, you've got an ear for fucking bangers. And I don't think, I don't know when it clicked with me that she was the same Show Me Love girl, but it, I don't think it was then. Mm. I think it might have even been but when Body Talk came out. Right. That I was like, oh, Oh. Yeah. What? And I think this chapter is one of the first major pillars and cornerstones in why Robin is queer. Uh. Because she was forced into a mold because she had talent and she chose to turn her back on that 
path, which could have led her to riches and successes, but could have also ended a bit sadly, Mandy Moore say no more. Um, All right, she was great and tangled. Uh, sorry, Candy is literally such a close contender for Desert Island Disc for me. And she has now forged a really amazing acting career. Coming soon to the pod. Coming soon to the pod. But I do know what you mean musically. I know what you mean musically. Musically. But she was like, no, no, no. I really feel very uncomfortable doing this. I know it's not me. So she actually chose to go away. Probably lost a fortune. Um... And come back. But not only did she put out something which was exactly what she wanted, but people loved it. Mm. And I can't imagine anything more validating. Than uh, that. Like, wow. And like, that's queer. That's queer. This is me. And you like me. So shouldn't we have done this all along? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because so. she didn't want to become a fembot. Oh, no. You made that reference last time. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. Yeah. Um, didn't work then, didn't work now. <laughs> <laughs> So she goes away for like No, listeners, years. you found that really clever, didn't you? Yeah, you loved it. <laughs> Patreons. Um, so with Body Talk, she takes like four years off. Um, this is my first year of uni, so it would have been like, what, you're like nine years into your career. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Um, I'd just probably christened my third born at this you're point. You're to cash out your pension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in line for me gyro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think she released a statement saying, look, I've got all these amazing bankers. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, stop the presses. Robin, we've got intel from Robin. I don't think she said it quite like that, but she, I think she said something along the lines of, I'm feeling very creative at the minute. My juices are flowing. And, um, but I don't want to release a traditional record label album. I don't An want to album. do a 10 track thing. So I've got five tracks, which I want to put out right now. And then next year I might do another. And then maybe after that. So what became of that was Body Talk Part 1. A year later, part two, and then this where it, this is where it fucks me off. Okay. Because a year later was part three, but the record label decided to scrap part three as a standalone EP and compile the best bits of one and two with the tracks from the third and call it just Body, Body Talk. Talk. So I, what I want to make very clear to you right here, Drew, beep, because I don't want to say your surname on air. Oh, I think people know my surname. What is it? <laughs> we talk, you, we, you literally Drew, talk, never. You talk about my family all the oh, time. It's on Spotify, yeah, Drew Tweddle. <laughs> is that I disagree with the record label, and I hope that we're talking about these three individual EPs. But then I think I looked, oh I looked at no 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 you're in the you're in the clear because when I looked at clear the album, on Spotify you've got part one part two, and then you have all the songs from part three within Body Talk. So have you listened to all of that? I've listened to all of just Body Talk, You'll the album. Fine. But I'm, see, that's the thing. I feel like in this, in this space, in the sphere, in this, piece. in this piece, in Oral Fixation, you're the kind of three EP, I know absolutely every detail. <laughs> And I'm just the kind of like, I'm like the kind of, oh, well, it's the first thing that came up when I searched for it. So, (laughs) but that's, I think that's great because I think that that's representative of our listeners. You're going to get some of those like, okay, I want to know what was, who wrote on that random album track Mm. in like the middle of the second song of part two. Mm. And you're going to get some that just show up and they're just like, oh, I'm just like, Uh hi, happy to be. What's going on, Robin? What's this? Yeah. Hang <laughs> with me. So, anyway. So, okay, what, what was so the... we've arrived at Body Talk. We've arrived at Body Talk, but in... If we, okay, let's let's kind of try to break it down then mm. into, into segments, because it might frame the conversation Sorry, quite nicely. Mm. 
What were the key hits on part one? Part one. Can was, you remember this off the of top course, of your head? Domo. So Domo. D- Dancing on my own. I heard that in my uh, dorms. I heard Domo in dorms um, in Manchester, and I I think I watched the video, and I felt like I'd been bastarded in the face. Well, Domo Arigato. Domo Arigato to me. Yeah. And my broken nose from that wall of synths. Mm. It's just this magical wall of synths and it fits into that category, which we've brought up time and time again. The Runaway With Me's, the Teenage Dreams. Um, I've never heard a song like Dancing On My Own since, which has made me feel like that. I was like, not and and it's really interesting what you said about with every heartbeat because they share so many similar strands and I feel like with every heartbeat went to like seventy percent if dancing on my own is a hundred percent it kind of got really far in dancing on my own just takes it to this other level I just don't know how she did it it's just it hits so many boxes for me it's the G spot being hit twatted twat. Oh, <laughs> we're going to have to put the uh, parental advisory on this one. Um, Patricia advisory. Patricia advisory. Um, what, what did you hear? What did you think when you first heard that song? Um, so when I first heard that song, I was, I was working um, <laughs> um, in London and it was my boss. I don't, I don't think he listens, but I know some of the people that I used to work with still uh, do listen. Um, it was my old boss, Danny, who said, we, we were playing, a, it would have been part one, mm. um, body, body Talk part one, even though I didn't realize at the time. And the song came on and he said, he looked at me so earnestly. It's just kind of like a regular, lovely kind of like music fan, but, you know, Hetty. Um, <laughs> music fan, but make it Hetty. Um, but he, I remember he just looked at me so earnestly and he just said, this is my favorite song. Oh. And I was just like, oh. Oh, okay. That's that's gonna make me really really listen to this because he was my boss and I wanted to kind of. But, but I I heard it and I was like, this is this is so moving. Yeah. Not only because of I, I I hadn't bearing in mind it's the first time I listened to it, but it sounds great. But also the fact that it felt so kind of off brand for this guy because um, I I'd known Robin. Um, he didn't seem like a Robin fan. For him to say that this song has moved me so much that it's my favourite song, mm. it just pricked my ears up. Um, and then I started listening to... In fact, maybe it wouldn't have been part one because then I don't know where In My Eyes comes into the part mm. one, part two, mm. part three. Part two. part two. Maybe it's part two then. Um, because then I listened to the whole album and then In My Eyes was my big, huge, like moving to London because I think I was interning when Danny had said to me this is my favourite song and then I got a job there and I moved That's to London properly. a strutting song that is. It's a strutting song. It, I imagined it as, I, I was about a year and a half, I would have been about half a year out of finishing my masters. So I imagined my life as split up into like seasons of a TV show starting it when I first started my undergrad at uni. So the first three years were like season one, season two, season three. Then we had like a fun season four where like me and Shah broke off and did South America and kind of like had a kind of fun. Could have been like a mini series or something. Mini series. Came back for season five, which was my masters. And then I was, it's almost as if like the TV show had wrapped and in my eyes was the beginning song for the film. Oh, wow. Films aren't always as good as the TV show though. So... (laughs) Look, it was an iconic 
visceral moment for yes. me. That song in my eyes yes. is if um if dancing on my own and with every heartbeat and maybe even like something like call your girlfriend are sad bangers. This is just a joy. gleeful, joyful banger. Yeah. Um, euphoric banger. Yeah. And it's it was me strutting down yeah. um Old Street thinking I am the The dog's mother- bollocks. What do the Australians love? Um, the ducks nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the ducks nuts. Yeah. So that was, but that was when I first kind of really heard dancing on my own, and then it kind of came back into my life. Did you did you ever watch Girls? Uh, yes. So there's a scene in the first season where um, Hannah and Marnie, who were like two best friends living together, come home at the same time, or maybe one of them's dancing in their room, two dancing on my own, and another one comes home. And they just dance together to that song. And it's such a beautiful scene where two friends are just so taken over by this amazing song. Um, And one of them had been dancing on her own, but then she was joined by another friend and then they were dancing Mm. together. And me and my housemate at the time, Claire, um, would do the same thing sometimes when we'd we'd like arrive home and, and we'd just put that song on and dance. And um, yeah, that that song was so kind of, um, uh, it really crystallized a certain time in my life, mm. which was 10 years ago. Mm. But that song still continues to continue to continue mm. to sort of be relevant. It hasn't aged. It's still thick and like vibrant and you get something from it. And, and it's relevant in contexts now that I'm still learning about. Mm. And it's just sort of, We've spoken about Dancing On My Own, I would say perhaps more than any other song Possibly. throughout the entire history of this yeah, podcast Possibly. so far. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. There is a reason for that. And I think maybe even when we were talking before about the fact that I felt like this album or this artist was at the center of what oral fixation is, maybe, maybe actually is. it's this song. I think the song and, might be. Um, for so many reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think we have to kind of like, We'll do it justice. Do it justice. And maybe maybe that is even why we felt a bit stressed about kind of yeah. starting, going straight to 100 Billy on that Big first Bollocks. episode. Yeah. Um, there's so much about that song. I guess, let's call Dancing on My Own the, the second cornerstone pillar of Robin's queerness in that um, not only is it the essential, quintessential, distilled essence of... Um, crying at the discotheque, mm-hmm. heartbreak on the dance floor, sad literally banger. dancing through your woes, a sad banger. Um, but isn't it queer to be stood on the other end of the dance floor watching someone you want dance with someone else? It, I tell you exactly why it's queer because we can't have everyone that we want. Mm. I mean, and, no and one can, no one can consent and everything. Yeah, but like by literally the laws of probability. We can have maybe a tenth. And maybe that is... um, I don't see that... I mean, I'm in a loving, committed relationship, as I hope you are. I very much am. But I don't see that um, challenge in my life now as a 29-year-old as much as I would have as a closeted 16-year-old at a school disco. Seeing maybe my crush with a girl. Um, I think now... I I just don't... I can't imagine many adult gay men or women 
wanting a straight person irrationally as an adult. It's a very gotcha. teen kind yeah, of hormonal. Yeah. You're not sure who Figuring you are. You don't want to tell other people. Yeah. yeah, but there's usually a close friendship with another friend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those friendships do turn into relationships, yeah. but statistically probably less, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just think that is such... I can I can just ima- picture myself as that that kid. Yeah, just watching something happen. That, and, uh, but but it is you know it's it's a theme that all people, straight, gay, and everything in between, can empathise with. Just wanting someone who you can't have. Yeah, someone wanting someone you can't have is is, is heartbreaking. And I think that that's also I think that you make such a great point in that it's a very teenage, um, late childhood coming of age feeling. When you're sort of starting to develop feelings and then you are attracted to someone that maybe isn't attracted to you for whatever reason. But it's definitely a sort of, as young queer people, we would have felt that maybe a few times and very deeply because you really can't change the way that the other person might feel towards you. And I think that we as adults, whilst we won't have those feelings, I think that more than we even know, we go back to those feelings mm. or they run deep within us. Those feelings from childhood of... Still waters. Right? Yeah, of, of pining and longing and rejection mm. and, um, and, and heartbreak. Even though we, we get over them and we kind of, you know, learn from them and we grow from them, there's still that kind of... The root of them are still within us and it still kind of triggers something mm. within us so that when we might be on a dance floor, which is a space to be free and... Mm move your body around and kind of, you know, um, be at one with, with the song that you're listening to. Mm. It kind of, it's almost as if that that's when that, um, that thought or that thing in a song will like tap into that. Correct. And and Robin tapped into that. I was literally just picturing the sentence. Robin, again, why, why she's, Robin tapped into that sensibility, that sadness, that emotion, that melancholy, Melancholy but also dance. with the desire to kind of dance your tears away yeah. and have them out on the dance floor. It's a t- we've seen it in songs going back decades and um, many Scandinavian Swedish songs. Many of ABBA's mm. songs are innately sad. I actually, it blew my mind a few years ago when someone explained to me how Dancing Queen, one of their most joyful, happy songs, is a bit sad. It's actually written from the point of view of someone who's just watching this 16-year-old yeah. having the time of her life. And she used to be that dancing she queen, but she can't queen. ever go back. And then whenever I've heard that song since, I'm like, oh my God, it's actually so much more than that like that wedding song, Get Everyone on the Dance Floor. It's a bit fucking sad. And that, that is queer. We got it. Because it's the it's like the layer the of layer. it. The kind of like, on the surface of it, the dance floor is a queer space. Yeah. Because... Anyone can enjoy it, yeah. but if you if you got the memo, if you know the secrets in the songs and the, the secret code that's being yeah. fed to you, yeah. you might not enjoy it more, yeah. but you have a deeper understanding of yeah. the the human experience. Completely. And as, and as we grow into adults and we can look back on things, it's such a pleasure to me to see extra layers in those songs, which I've had my entire life. Another one that springs to mind is uh, Candy Statton's Young Hearts Run Free. I love oh, that from Romeo and Juliet yeah. and everything, but read the lyrics of that song. It is heartbreaking. Never be hung up, hung up like my man and me. Don't do what I did. Don't go down that path. Oh. I fucked up. I'm in a miserable relationship. Young hearts run free. Like it's so sad. I'm shivers. But the song is so joyful and 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 ecstatic and yeah. it's everywhere. And um, 
plug. But when I went back to the UK a couple of years ago, I went up to Manchester and um, the, the guy who organises the the club night, which literally made me this night called Bollocks. I think I've talked about it on here before. He's this guy called Rod. And I said, Rod, I want to come and DJ for you again. And he was like, right, I've got... Um, stop me if you've heard this song before, by the way, but I feel like I've never told this story. I, I actually have not heard this song. So he had... Um, he'd. Did you ever go to the Deaf Institute in Manchester? Shout out to the Deaf Institute. Is that... What's Merkage? Merkage probably was there a long time ago. Okay, I yes. think I went to Merkage at the Deaf Institute. Shout out to Merkage. Shout out to Merkage. Um, and there's three main rooms in uh, the Deaf Institute, and Bollocks had taken over the entire club for the night. Gross. So he had oh, sorry. <laughs> main room. I think he had a room upstairs, and he was like, look, I've got this basement downstairs. It's quite small, but I don't have anyone in it. Why don't you just take the room on and just do... Can you? Do you want to do a four-hour set? Do you want to do four hours? I was like... Fuck yeah, I'll do four hours. He was like, think of a theme for me. So I'm st- I'm in London at the time and, I, and I'm like, right, I've, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, what are my favorite things? Uh, sad songs, sad bangers, love them, love them. So I kind of whittled it down to this concept of crying at the discotheque. But I, having, knowing that literally no one on the dance floor would have no idea what I was doing, for me and my enjoyment only, I decided to do like a journey of the set list. Uh-huh. So I'd, the first third of the night would be like, like a dancing on my own, heartbroken. You've come on uh, to a club with, with your gals for a night out because you're absolutely heartbroken. The middle of the night turns to a bit of, let's say, um, cathartic anger. Like, think, uh, Khalees, I hate you so much right now. Gotcha. That kind of, fuck you, I don't need you. I don't need a man to make me happy. Get off being me. Me. Free? 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 Me? Uh, Whatever. React. <laughs> um, but then the, th- the final third was um, no negativity at all and completely uplifting. I will love again. Um, I've made it through the rain. Made it through the rain. Love at first sight. Um, just pure joy and starting afresh. And um, the night did end with, you know, just the sea of uh, lesbians pashing on a dance floor. Oh, and I was I'm... like, that's exactly what I'm doing this for. I love that. And even if no one had no idea of what I did, um, I got so much personal enjoyment out of creating this kind of dance floor journey. And I see so many similarities between that and the tracklist of Body Talk. Because like you said, within my eyes, it's not just sad bangers. I think this album definitely is a heartbreak album. Mm. I think she's definitely going through something and she's, using the dance floor to channel that. But there's a lot of joy on this album as well. And and it finishes with um, Stars, Stars Forever, Forever, which is, isn't that about so like beautiful. loss, but also- Starting again. Starting again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gorgeous. <sighs> Do wow. you know what? On the way over here, I was listening to Dancing On My Own, Domo. Um, <laughs> and I thought to myself, what are we gonna say that we haven't said before? How are we gonna kind of pay it dust? And I just think that we did that. Mm. I think we brung to dip did that. That we did. Uh, so let's talk about some other tracks. Now for some more music. Now, did you set an alarm, by the way? No. Yeah. I've, fuck. No, I didn't. One minute. Sorry. Talk. Say, what do you like about Robin? I like the fact that um, what's her surname? Carlson. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. We're fine. We're doing well. I'm going to set the timer for the accurate time. Okay. We're doing all good. So for you listeners, you'll be thinking, well, you're actually halfway through. I hope you wrap this up before I get to work. Well, what if we don't? We've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, anyway, so other tracks, other singles. Yep. Hang With Me and Call Your Girlfriend? Yes. Um, Anything else? Indestructible. 
Was that a single? Um, don't know, but why? I, I've got a soft spot for Hang With Me and Indestructible because she ended Body Talk Part 1 with an orchestral version of Hang With Me and then released the full synth banger on Part 2. Right. She ended Part 2 with an orchestral version of Indestructible and put that on Part 3. I just love that kind of symmetry and yeah. that kind of continuity. Really, really clever. Um, what we did talk about in the first episode, which I'd like to revisit, is... I'm West. Um, Indestructible. Okay, I, I think know. I know. I think I know what you're going to say, but you go. It's weird that it's not going to come up organically, but I think we really nailed something in that third point of Robin's queerness, uh, um, or maybe just general advice that me and you lap the fuck up when no one gives it to us, and when we give it to each other. Is mm-hmm. um, that song talks about being heartbroken, but wanting to go into a new relationship with both the armor and the learnings and the experience of your past, because that's crucial. But being open to new love again. And trusting. Trusting. Yeah. And not being really closed off. Um, but being sensible and learning from your experience. And I think, without to make it too sentimental, um, I think me and you are also in a very different place in our personal lives. And when we were, when we first recorded the album, uh, the episode, um, we both have incredible boyfriends. Uh, we might not by the time the episode comes out. <laughs> but uh, we'll be indestructible. We will be indestructible, but... I'm, I'm just going to say it in that I carried the ethos of that song with me into this new relationship. I've taken the learnings from relationships in my past, which some were bad, some were okay. Um, and I've applied them to my current relationship. And I think it's fucking working. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like I'm a mature adult who's been through some shit and has probably still got some shit to go, but I'm learning. And it's really satisfying to, to find that. Um, fresh, exciting, incredible, all-encapsulating love, but know that you're wiser off for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I think that the reason that song really resonated with us when we were having those discussions when that first episode was recorded is because I feel like maybe the week before, one of us had said to the other, how do we strike the balance between... Because we we'd, we have both been in relationships in the past and experienced love and loss and heartbreak and um, and all those things. And I feel like we'd had, dis- had a discussion where, where we'd said to each other, yes, that's the case, but we can never forget that if you work hard and you fight for a relationship that's really, really honest and meaningful and true, you can get that good stuff. You, you don't have to be jaded by all of the stuff that you've gone through mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. And then we had this album and um i hadn't heard indestructible hadn't really truly listened to it before and i was like that's the thing that we were Mm. talking about how great is that Mm. and i feel like in um in that episode that we recorded we kind of almost made a promise like that you can never forget because Mm. look the unfortunate matter of the fact is a fact of the matter is that we might experience heartbreak again or we might Mm. we'll certainly experience tom watch out you PT little shit. <laughs> well, we'll certainly experience some sort of, you know, tragedy or heartbreak or loss again. Yeah. And that song is all about being informed by um, overcoming those challenges rather than being defined by the mm. bad stuff that happens to you. And um, we, you just, throughout life, you just have to hold on to that. And that is such a... Um, it's such an important lesson that I feel like I've learned as, again, as a queer person mm. and experiencing um, hardships in life that maybe not everyone has experienced, mm. but using that um, adversity as 
as armor, yes, but um, not as a defense. No, not as a defense. Yeah. And I think not everyone, this isn't about putting other people down because everyone's on their own journeys, but I know people who haven't mastered that and my heart goes out for them and I'm sure they'll learn at some point. And I'm, God, I'm not, I'm no, I'm not no Yoda, <laughs> but I've seen hurt people who I consider friends who can't let that guard down. Yeah. And they're, they're missing out as a result, mm. I think. But it's hard. It's, it's not it's, easy. It's not easy. I'm going to love you like I've never been... I'm going to love you like I've never been hurt before. I'm going to love you like I'm indestructible. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> going Corona. back to Max Martin, that little shit. Um, he's not a little shit. Max Martin is a fucking genius and... Millionaire. Billionaire. 75% of the stuff that we listen to. Yeah, everything... Every song that you love... He did. he did. He did that. He did. Um, but we talked about it before, and I'll remind you, you're aware that he co-wrote a song on this album. Right? Time, Time Machine. Machine. Which is objectively separate from anything we're going to talk crap. about. I absolutely love. Oh. I think it's incredible. <laughs> you don't love it. I didn't love it. That's okay. But carry on, you go. I, well, well. I love it because <laughs> I love a good old throwback. And looking oh, at the journey hold of yeah, go Robin's on. Yeah. career, she started with this producer. He went off in this massive career peak, which doesn't seem to be faltering. It just keeps on going. She had success, but then she faded away. She came back completely on her terms. Completely. We've talked about this. It just phenomenally, it was all Robin. It was all her. So her own record label, everything. Just to clarify, because he wrote Show Me Love. He wrote Show Me Love, so then, that, basically the whole album. Yeah, so then when, when you're saying about Robin coming back, there had been a space of probably about 15, 10 15 or 15 years, years. At least. And then they came back to collaborate yeah. on just this song? Um, just this song. Right. I love that they're both Swedish. I love that they started out as nobodies and had this huge thing. Um, what I find really interesting is that the lyrics of the song talk about if you could go back in time, what would you do differently? Blah, 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 all this stuff. And... There's kind of a little... I, I sense shade in the lyrics. There's something... Um, let me get it up. Where Robin talks about how... Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, what was it? It was a really good one. Time Machine. Yeah, who's laughing now? Second thoughts and regrets. I get the sense that the lyrics of that song may or may not be, classic me overthinking, a backhanded compliment to the producer being like, we didn't work together. We maybe, maybe. You tried to make me Britney. You tried to make me Britney. It didn't work out. And yeah, I went through a bit of a shit time, but I'm back on my terms. Yeah, who is laughing now? I'm sure that's probably not true considering he produced the track, but I think there's a bit, there's like cool cuntiness in that track yeah. to me. It's cool cuntiness. Like, Look, we're here back together on my terms, bitch. Mm. Who's laughing now? Love that. Anyway, love that. I would like to see more from them two together, but I actually don't think that their worlds collide particularly. They're both just doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, Max Martin, I think, wrote uh, Stupid Love. Did he? He's done... First time that he's written with Gaga, I think. But he is a co-writer on Stupid Love. Really? Tell you, have you seen who else has uh, written on Gaga's new album, Don? No. Have you not seen that, that clip? No. Okay. Oh my God, who is it? Am I going to go west? I cannot tell if this is a lie or if it's... It's Madonna, isn't it? You're going to have to go way lower... But she is the self-proclaimed female boss. <laughs> no, we are young. No, it can't be. Forget. No. 
what you heard, Talisa. No. Apparently has a co-write. There has to be on a second Talisa. Chromatica. <laughs> Coming soon to the poll. Yeah. Chromatica. Um wow. anyway. Well, wow, yeah. more on that later. Well, we wait with breath that is baited. Right. Um jumping back to the journey of the kind of like heartbreak through to like euphoria. Yeah. Um really, really love Get Myself Together as yeah. a bit of a come on girl, get come on now, let's get on with the it. The thing I love so much about Get Myself Together is is the is literally just the like dun 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 like I just it just moves me in a way yeah. that I it's motivating. It's, it's like, motivating. Come on, we're over Come it on. Now. Let's no. start off again. Yeah. Here's a question. Yeah. If they were released as three different things, do you think she had that journey in mind? Um, I think she wanted to do three separate ones, and this is a opportune moment to jump into Robin's latest feature on RuPaul's Drag Race season twelve, episode two, right. where she says something along the lines of. She gave me body talk part one, part two, and, and part three. three. And I was like, Robin, that is literally a shout out to me and me only because no one else ever knew that there was actually a part And Rue laughs, but he Rue, doesn't know. He's got no idea. He's Captain Cooked. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think she really wanted to do three separate EPs which form a bigger body of work. And shout out to Miley. What's good, Miley? Last year, you gave us that phenomenal EP of... Five? to the floor bangers and she said that there were going to be three and i didn't get the body talk reference at the time it might not have been but i thought here's another bitch doing three solid gold eps where are the other two miley well they are coming soon okay they will be coming soon Mm. i reckon hope so because that ep was so so good good. don't Um, fuck with my freedom doll no um Um, yeah. And Can I? Okay, let's get it out of the way. just say? Let's get what? it out of the way. I love you and I love Robin so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to dislike one track. You're going to have to give me a couple here, doll. Go on then. There's a bit of shit on there. Yeah. There. Are you going to go full Diana? <laughs> well, do you know what? The reason I'm going for Diana is because I've got the same critique that I had for Diana. Yeah, fair enough. Which is that it, there's a lot of repetition. My right. boyfriend's killing me. <laughs> My neighbours are killing me. My career is killing It's like, okay. Kick drum. <laughs> we get it. It's all killing you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, um, we dance to the beat. <laughs> we dance to the beat. <laughs> we dance. To the, I, I know... I get it, doll. You dance to the beat. Yep. But I wonder if um, it's a vibe. Th- those are vibes. They're vibes. Because in the recent Robin album, mm. she kind of stretched that vibe thing out, maybe even more. But it works, I think, a bit better because it allows the other really, really big tentpole yeah. songs of the album to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this, these vibes are just a bit kind of. I do agree thrown in there. I do agree. And Drew is specifically referring to my favourite album of 2018, um, Honey by aforementioned Robin. Mm. Again, she took like an eight-year break or something. Yeah. She did things in between, but um, that album opens with Missing You. The mm. middle track is the title track, Honey, which is one of my favourite Robin songs ever. Um, and it ends with Ever Again, mm. which is Stars Forever vibes, kind of never going to be those hope, broken are ever again. The tent poles. And then the middle tracks between those three songs are very vibey. So I agree. I agree with what you're saying there. Um, I'll give you that. Um, the other, I've have got it. 
fun again. <laughs> I want you to have, have fun, have fun, have fun, have fun. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not having any fun. Have fun by Robin. <laughs> um, um, the one other um, key song that I want to discuss from Body Talk is the Open Air Fembot. Mm. Because I had not heard that song ever until... We did the brief to listen to this album last year. <clears throat> is it not on the full Body Talk album? I think it's only on part one. Oh. Or is it? I don't no, know. I it's the wrong. first song on Body Talk as okay. a whole album. Yep. And I was walking to work. I, I thought, oh God, we've got the podcast to do. I better listen to this album. Um, what do you mean you don't listen all day, every day for a week ahead? <laughs> so this is a month before. <laughs> so, um, And I put it on and I was, you know, when you just listen to a song for the first time, and you are just grabbed, you're overcome, and you just know, yeah. I'm gonna love this song forever. Is that Fembot for you? That was Fembot Amazing. for me. Literally, the bit where it's like, in my system's in mint condition, the power is up on my trans system's working fine. I was just like, uh-uh. Is Robin the coolest white rapper in the world? Ooh. She's cooler than Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, Fembot reminds me a lot of Konnichiwa Bitches from the, from the, uh, previous album Robin, Robin. which I, I actually do think slaps like those rhymes are sick bro <laughs> oh I feel a bit west at you talking about that but... in this room <laughs> um shout out to yes we get it Scandinavians grow up in- speaking English yeah they're really clever and all that fucking shit I'm so jealous but shout out literally to creating those incredible rhymes and lyrics in a second language. Yeah. We were just talking to, well, talking to her, but shout out to Nikki Doll from season 12. <laughs> Who's Nikki Doll? She's like, oh, I cannot she's, be bitchy and bitchy in my own language. Or yeah, whatever. no, fair enough. Like, Robin can write better English songs than most English speaking people. Oh, I don't know. You're the one that I ever needed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one, Dolly. Come on. <laughs> you can do better than that. Uh, like, in my conversational Spanish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shall I try and do a rap now? Go on then. In- go on. Give, me, well, give me a beat. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> no, I can't rap. My name is... No, I can't rap. Um, I know we've covered Stars Forever, but I wrote here in my notes. Um, it has a similar energy to um, Madonna Borderline Gaga AA. And I say that in that kind of like, I couldn't think of the adjective earlier on the train. It's this kind of like, not throwaway, but um, just a really beautiful love pop ditty. Maybe Stars Forever isn't that bitch. I remember on the Lady Gaga episode, I was spaffing out Madonna references far too much. And you and Shah were like, give us a break. Not just sorry on that about episode. that. Not just on that episode. You're and really... not just during the podcast recordings. <laughs> but I do, I've just made up this, like, I don't know, maybe it's not there, this connection between AA and Borderline and that they're both from their first albums and it's kind of like, no, I'm, I'm in love. No, it's, it's, it's like, I think we also spoke about it a bit in the Kylie Ray episode where it's like surface flippance, mm. but actual just great pop kind of. Yeah. He needs me. He needs me. Oh, that's actually from the next album. What? I the one I was talking about is Boy Problems. From boy Car- Problems. Yeah, yeah. Who's where got him? Where it's like, oh well, boys. Oh my god, I'm that friend, but I'm also that girl. But it's also like, no, this is actually just a really good pop song. Yeah. AA is literally just kind of like, oh well, you know, it's nothing, nothing, I'm, nothing I, can I can say. say but yeah. it's a cute little bop. It's a bop, <laughs> not a banger. <laughs> um. 
the final Isn't, note. Sorry, just really quickly on Stars yeah. Forever. Is that about a dead friend? Possibly. So she actually clear did. Up. Um, there's clear up, but I think I'm pretty sure that there was also a key songwriter of her career who did pass away. And um, it was when she did the Le Baguette Magique or oh, something. Oh, Le Bagatelle. Like a Bagatelle. The <laughs> Sac Magique. Le Sac Magique. There's some bangers on that. that um, movie, but it's also very vibey. What's the, it's very vibey. And someone did pass away. Oh. That, yeah, from that troupe. She has this incredible knack of um, just bringing it back to the future now as we're going to wrap this up. Shout out to Shah, who saw the Honey Tour. Did she? Last year in London at Ali Pali. And I... I was more jealous of that than anyone who saw the Madame X tour. I wanted to be there with Shah. Well, I'm guessing Robin wasn't wheeled around. You can shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'll check back in with you with Gaga. I mean, let's... I'm not even going to go there because I'm I said stop. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Fibromyalgia of the decade. You play too much. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Who is this icon? Who I know, she's an icon. Who is she? She's just a TikTok icon. Oh, a TikTok anyway, icon. carry on. Um, <laughs> um, Charlotte sent me a video of dancing on my own. So oh, this bitch has been away for like 15 years or whatever. You'd be she crying. comes up with Honey, this banger of an album, this masterpiece. Dare I say it, an even more flawless piece of work than Body Talk because it's this concise 10 track thing. Wait, what? You're talking about Honey? Honey, right, right, right yeah. But she does this drop in Dancing on My Own. You are so right. Like, it just hasn't aged. And yes, the people in that audience would have been around from, you know, when it first came out 15 years ago. Mm. But there's something about that track which sets people's bussies alight. A light. A light tonight. Not on a light. Um, And I really love that she's in this kind of mature stage of her career where literally everyone knows who she is. She just does her own thing. She's in her own lane. But she kind of has created this... um, collective this troupe this house of robin style mm. thing in sweden with both swedish and uh, british american queer people of color producers writers she's created this troupe and they all work on each other's albums shout out to kindness who i just think is incredible um they've written together for a few years now and um she's just doing her thing the way she wants to do it not that this matters but how old is robin I think she's early 40s. She's looking good for it. Mm. But also, um, she's just been around a really long time. Mm. Um, And she's had a very unique career, I think. Very unique. But a wonderful one. Where she's never... And that, I think, is... That might be more so than what we've been talking about before or, like, in the same vein. In terms of her queerness, like, she tried to be... Like you um, alluded to before, she tried, she she was forced into being this certain way and she said no. And then she defined her own path. And from that point on, she never, ever, ever sold out on anything ever again, ever. Ever. And that... Even sensual seduction is a banger. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... She should know better. She did know better. Shout out to one of the most iconic friendships in music, Robin and Snoop Dogg. Um, Sorry, that was beautiful. What you were but do you know Robin. what I mean? She yeah. she she yeah. was like, no, I'm not going to go back there, man. I'm not no. going to do that stuff again. I'm going to do this and it's going to be hard and weird and I'm going to take my time. That's what you think. That Sun, moon and, and rising. rising.
And she she just did it. She just let the work speak for itself and she answered to no one. And we will never understand the full mechanics, machinations of the record label industry and how it works and the things that um, stop people being who they want to be for economic financial reasons. But she managed to turn her back on all of that and just let her talent speak for itself mm. while being this pop star goddess. And that is why Robin... And body talk are queer and welcome to cycle four bitches oh now we're really cooking with gas <laughs> yes. and we couldn't have done that well how does the math maths work three cycles ago yeah four cycles ago <laughs> you're doing charity shop so wise again so east. um is there anything else you want to say about you the fourth of your five the last reason that she's queer is because she looks both like a gay man and a lesbian at the same time. Hot. Hot. For Hot. many years, I actually just dressed myself to look like Robin. Not dressed, hairstyle. You My blonde did. sweepover was just Robin. You were very Robin. Yeah. You were Robin Banks. <laughs> you were Robin Mansions. <laughs> I was Robin McDonald's. <laughs> um, is, do we know whether Robin's... Do we know her sexual proclivities? Um, to my knowledge, she's only ever been with men. She's been with her current guy for a few years and he, they broke up and it was that breakup which led to the Honey album. I don't know what breakup led to the Body Talk album, but I've not known her to be with women, but she surrounds herself with queer people. She's fucking She's queer. queer. All Swedes are a bit queer. Last shout out to the Swedes we met in the Philippines. This was after we'd recorded that episode. Right. And um, me and Drew were in the Philippines for New Year's Eve. I don't remember the name of the island that we were on. Do you? Shagao. Shagao. You better do. <laughs> and uh, New Year's Eve, I was ready to go for bed. Drew- it was, guys, come on. It was literally <laughs> half 11 on New Year's Honestly, Eve. yeah, you're right. You and are. Andy was like, I think I'm going to turn in. And I was like, you are absolutely not going to turn in. And you were right to do that. You were like, you dragged me all the fucking way to the Philippines. We are going out and so we did we ended up in this long table full of like 11 swedes and drew was drew sun and moon rising he <laughs> got up he was razzing everyone up he was doing party games and then i had this really beautiful quiet moment with a hetty swede but as we know hetty swedes, <laughs> hetty swedes are aren't like hetty the best they're just not best hetty. gay guys and he was telling me that him as a hetty had been sent on a mystery like chase around stockholm by by robin who planted all these clues around the city to talk about like the secret gig that she was doing to promote oh. honey and then he went to this gig on his own and he said it was the most amazing thing i was ever seeing i was like can i just say you can go fuck yourself for having the best eyebrows i've ever seen but also can i just say oh that's what i said to him that's what you would have said yeah but i was just thinking i just can't believe you are standing here telling me that now I'm going to go to bed. Um, that <laughs> is that brave. the same guy? Obviously, I'm in a relationship now. I wouldn't do this now. I was single then. Is that the same guy that I he literally... With. I didn't sleep with anyone that night. No, he was straight. He had a girlfriend. He was straight. They all were. Oh, but I feel like I said something. I was really drunk and I was like, if mm. you were gay, then you'd be sitting on my face right now. No, that was the other one. And wow, the flashbacks are coming back. <laughs> Let's wrap this up quick. Um, anything else you want to say? <laughs> um, no, I think, I think I've said everything I wanted to say about Robin. I haven't said nearly enough about the Philippines. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm so glad that we 
um, didn't release that episode. I'm really glad. And I'm so glad that we did this now because this was so fun, so, so full of joy. Yeah. And so I think we really did the album and Robin justice. So thank yeah. you, Andy. Cheers to you. Cheers to Robin and cheers to Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And I, I'd like us to, to, to play out on that note. <laughs> Sensual. Sensual. <laughs> didn't, didn't. But wait, oh, we need oh. to do the wrap up. What's the wrap up? Well, if you enjoyed the podcast, oh, yeah. please rate and subscribe <laughs> and write us a review. Oh, yeah. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can. It's at Oral Fixation Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's Oral Fixation Pod. What is it on Twitter? Oral Fix Pod. Oral Fix Pod. Yeah. Uh, Suzanne Let Bum- me have a name bigger than that. Suzanne Bum Party. Um... <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to um, follow us on Facebook, I think you can. It's just all fixation. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny about that? <laughs> if you'd like to uh, follow us on Spotify, you can. We're at oral fix. No, we're not at oral fixation. We're just oral fixation. And then there's also a um, a sort of playlist that we would have made, <laughs> full of Robin, Snoop Dogg, Abba, just loads of Swedish kind of sad bangers. Um, then if you'd like to follow me on Instagram. Ace of Base. Ace it of might Base. Actually be Danish, I don't know, but Ooh, I don't Scandi. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can. I'm at Drew Down un- no at Drew underscore down underscore. Literally under. no one is listening by this point. No, then if you'd like to follow Andy, then you can. It's Andrew, do you think you are? And um thank you so much for joining us and Thank you and goodbye and thank you. Okay, try again. Sensual Oh wait, didn't, didn't. A little kid. Did she say a Robin eruption then, in that case? No, Robin doesn't erupt, she's a duck. Sensual.